You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 350 with Kate Ballman. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited to have Kate on the show today. We are going to be talking about finding your creativity. Like what are the things that you are passionate about? And if you are one of those people that are like, you know what? I don't even know what I'm passionate about anymore. Like I have kids, I have a job. I just am so busy. I don't even know what I would do if I had a free Saturday. We are going to talk about how to even solve that problem. But what I loved about this episode is that even if you are not in a job that is super creative or a job that you're just super passionate about, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't have something creative in your life or something that you are just so excited to do. I think as we get older, we tend to kind of like let things go and we don't want to do those things anymore. And it's easy to just be like, oh, I don't have time for that. I have to clean the house. I have to do this. I have to do that. But with this interview today with Kate, you are going to see how important it is to have that stuff in your life and how it makes your life so much more better. The quality of life is so much better. And um, she just shares with how she works with her clients on improving their lives in this regard. And I think this is going to be really helpful, especially to all of you moms out there that just feel like you've lost yourself. And you're just kind of like, I don't even know what makes me happy anymore. Like, I just don't even know what I would pick to do. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. I hope it inspires you to figure out what you're passionate about. Let's go to the show. Kate, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. So I'm super excited to have you here and what we're going to be talking about. Um, But first I do like to ask my guests an icebreaker to start off the show. And um, the question that I like to ask is what is one thing that you wish you could tell your younger self? One thing that I would tell my younger self is, all right, it's one thing, but it's kind of lumped together. Okay, I would I, tell I my, my, I, can't wait. I would tell my, my past self to focus on one thing, focus on one thing, be focused <laughs> on one thing at a time. Yeah. Don't listen to the critics, mm. believe in your ideas and trust the process. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's what I would tell because I think so ma- I know me and probably a lot of people listening yeah. are very multi-passionate and we yes. have lots of things that we want to do mm-hmm. and so my younger self I'm like you sh- why did you not just focus on one thing I first? Know. I and know. And then build it out. So that was what I that's what I would share. Yeah. You know, I I under- I, I completely understand that. And um I a, a little bit about me and and my listeners probably know this to some degree but um, in 2019, I lost over 50 pounds and, um, and I remember sitting down with someone who's quite successful and, uh, successful podcast business, all the stuff. And I was asking her, I was talking to her about my podcast, um, and growing it and stuff like that at the time. But then I was also talking to her, like, I really want to lose weight. And she was like, pick one and just focus on that. And I picked weight loss and that weight loss then I, I picked the one that I thought would change my life more and, 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 and it, and it did. And then that propelled me to go get certified as a life coach and then help other moms, not just with weight, but like, um, you know, women that feel stuck and they're just trying to, you know, maybe they want to start a new job or start a business and, you know, they've been staying at home for a long time or they want to change careers and all that stuff. And it's, it was because of that one 
like focus, like what you're saying, because it's so easy to be like, okay, I want to do this and this and this and this. And then I was able to do that. And then that kind of changed my life. And then I wanted to be able to help other um, women, especially moms and stuff like that. So I love that you say that because this is why I love asking this question because it's, it's just interesting to hear what people have to say. And what is one thing do you feel like that you focused on that really you were like, I'm, I'm so glad I focused on that one thing. Well, the, the, later on in my career is when mm-hmm. I really <laughs> discovered that focus yeah. was so incredibly important. And one sure. of the projects that I finally uh, got focused about is writing the book. I mean, I was I was thinking about and talking about writing a book for over a decade. Oh, wow. And yeah, I yeah. just wasn't getting focused on it. And right. I think that a lot of people can relate to some of the, oh, sure. the dreams and passion projects that they have. Yeah. And so by getting really focused, and it's so funny because a mentor of mine, I remember, mm-hmm. I remember Amber being in my twenties and mm-hmm. my mentor was saying to me, <laughs> if you wrote this book, like if once you write the book, then it brings, then all these other opportunities come about. And so it was so funny because, you know, 10 years later, I finally wrote it. (laughs) Uh, But obviously it's, it's so interesting because even as I say that it's Mm -hmm. almost as if we all experience things Mm -hmm. in our lives, the way that we are meant to, and they teach us things and we learn and we grow, and then we're able to share all of that growth with other people. And, and, and so it's kind of like this cycle. I've been thinking so much lately around, does everything really happen for a reason? Like, do we have to go through all these adversities <laughs> in order for us to find the right. the the gems at the other side? Yeah. I don't know. I don't we don't know. really know, I guess. We never will. But it is interesting to contemplate. And it's almost just your perspective, right? Like what, what you choose yeah. and how you decide to view the world. Right, for sure. You know, I so like you say that, like sometimes I think, you know, it was really frustrating that I put the weight on, but because... I did put the weight on and I understood that I can empathize with my clients so much more and I can see why it's a struggle. And, you know, a lot of times weight is a symptom of something else going on in your life. And a lot of times it's kind of like you're under living, you're not really living your purpose. And then you're choosing food to kind of fill that void. It's an easier thing to do than, than putting yourself out there, right? Like writing a book or taking that time. And so for me, I look back And as much as I did not want to be heavier, I can see how that really has made me a better coach. It's made me just more of a a person who can understand why people are struggling in certain ways. So I I hear what you're saying that like, do we have to go through that? But I do think that helps us be more complex, you know, and be more understanding and to just be better humans versus like, you know, when I think about um, coaches that have never had a weight problem, I think that's a struggle for them to then relate to like somebody who is really struggling with same emotional eating and stuff like that. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, it would be easy if we could just go from like A to B and there, we didn't have to make all these stops all the way there. So I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> but then what would life be? Right. I know, it'd be pretty boring. Life be it'd be boring. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. So let's get started. How about you tell us your whole name and where are you from? I am Kate Volman, and originally I am from New Jersey, but like so many people that live in Florida, (laughs) (laughs) um, my parents moved down here when I was young. So I grew up in South Florida and Mm. I live in West Palm Beach. Oh yeah, I know. The East Coasters do like to make their way down the east side of Florida. Yes. I do notice that. Yes, that is a trend. (laughs) (laughs) So you have a lot of East Coasters from the North on the east side of Florida. Yeah, yeah. 
That is interesting. Yeah. Is it because everybody just vacations um, down there and so they get to know the area and then they're kind of like, why are we living in the cold and like, let's move there? Is that kind of what happens? <laughs> I feel probably, you know, it's, I think that people, it definitely is as, I mean, look, Florida is an interesting state. Everyone kind of talks about it, Yeah, yeah, yeah. but there's a lot of, it is definitely like older, some older people in the South Florida area. And it is kind of like a, what they call a retirement community. Although that's not how I experience it. I mean, I've always, I mean, I've worked at a chamber of commerce. I've always been involved in a lot of businesses. And so it's like, I see it kind of differently, but you know, we get a, you get an interesting uh, rep out yeah, there with that's uh, so funny. That's so funny. <laughs> Even it was so funny. I I'll never forget the uh, like the Seinfeld episode that was talking about Boca and wait, what did they <laughs> say? Remind me. What did they say about it? They were talking about how uh, I guess it, I forget who's pa- maybe Jerry's parents sure. like, that like oh, had uh-huh. a place in like yep. Boca del Vista or something oh. like that. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that is funny. I know, <laughs> but that's that, where I people know. come come to retire. But Hey, you take the good with the, and the I bad know, with every, right. no exactly. matter where you decide to live. I know, that is for sure. Yes. Okay. So Kate, how about we jump in and you share with us um, how you got to where you are today. And in regards to writing your, your book, you mentioned that you were talking to your mentor back in your twenties, but like what really made you then sit down and start writing that? And why did you want to get this book out in the world? Well, I... I, like like most people when they're writing a book, they're very passionate about the topic. And so the book is called Do What You Love, and it's a guide to living your creative life without leaving your job. Mm. And the reason why I was so passionate about this is because I've really lived a very creative life. And meaning... I explored what I found interesting all the time. And so throughout my career, whether I've worked for someone else or I've had my own business and I've done both of those things throughout my career, mm-hmm. I've always tapped into my passions. So when Facebook and, and social media came out, obviously, like like now, it's just a thing. Yeah. When it first started coming out, I, w- I jumped on it and I started creating videos and I started a podcast way back in like 2007 or whatever it was. And so yeah. I started doing all these things just because I thought, oh, this is interesting and I'm fascinated yeah. by it. And so I believe that we all have these creative pursuits in our heart. And for me, it was those things. But for some people, it might be singing, dancing, photography, you know, creating videos or whatever it is for them. And we lose sight of our creative passions because we become adults and we have all these responsibilities. And so we lose that joy in our lives. Yes. And so I really love, and and obviously I run a coaching company now. I'm the CEO of Floyd Coaching. And so my team and I, we get to work with a lot of individuals and who, and we help them achieve their dreams. And so many of them, they just have lost that spark in life. Yes, They've lost yeah. that fulfillment. They, they just, and, and oftentimes we discover that, oh my gosh, I, they used to run or they used to play mm. piano or they were in a band with their friends and, and they don't do those things anymore. And when we start to allow ourselves to make time for those things that we're passionate about, we see how much that influences the rest of our lives. We become a better leader. We become a better team member, a spouse, significant other, friend, colleague, all the things. And we don't give enough time and attention to our creative pursuits. We feel like they're a nicety, but they're so much more than that. They're, they're, they're packed with all of this goodness that brings joy to our lives and really helps create that fulfillment that so many people are looking for. Yeah, I totally agree. And I do feel like 
as people get older, they kind of just let that slide and they're just like, I, I'm too busy. You know, I have kids, I have this, I have that. Right. And so what is your recommendation on how people can figure out what they even want to do? Like if it's been so long and they're just like, I, I don't even know what to do. How do I even start this? Like, what is your suggestion to someone like that? So that's so interesting because I feel like I get this question more than I thought I would, mm -hmm. which is interesting because <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking I have too many passions. I have, I, there's so many things that I want to pursue as far as the, on the creative side. And so I get this a lot from people and, and honestly, a lot of moms because yeah. you spend so much time with your kids and you're yes. in such a different phase of life. And so they're like, wait, I don't even know what I'm passionate about anymore. And so my, so in the book, I share the seven myths stopping people from pursuing their passions. And so each one of these myths, when you dig into them, one or two always resonate with more people than others, right? Like everyone is different. You're going to get it, it just different myths resonate with different, um, yeah. personalities. Right. And I would tell someone who's curious to know a little bit more about their passions is just start with what did you love to do when you were a kid? Like, mm, what did you find mm -hmm. interesting when you were younger? What yeah. could you spend hours? Like if, if you had a day if someone said, Hey, tomorrow you get to do whatever you want all day long, your kids are going to be taken care of your husband, your spouse, like whoever right. you need to deal with every day. It's all for you. What would you do? Like, what would you spend your time doing and allow yourself to think about what are those things that I really loved when I was a kid? You know, I had a, I had a woman who, uh, who said to me, Oh my gosh, I have always loved music so much. Mm -hmm. And, and I, wanted to learn the violin for so many years. She said for years and years, I talked about playing the violin. Wow. And then all of a sudden she's in her fifties now and she works and she really enjoys her work. And she has, she's lived a really great life. And she said, you know what? I read your book and I decided, guess what I'm doing this weekend? I'm going to the music store and I'm going to get a guitar. Uh, I'm going to get a violin, violin. Yeah. and I'm lessons on YouTube. Wow. And I was like, oh my God, Amazing. And then, you know, I had somebody say to me, oh my gosh, I have been working on this novel. They have a manuscript that they were working on and they were, started writing 10 years ago. Mm. And they said, but you know, obviously like I have kids and I'm doing, it's, I don't have time to write. Like who has time to write? And she said, but I brushed off that. I got it out of my desk drawer. I brushed it off. I started rereading it and you, and I started writing again. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is the whole purpose of the book is for you to remember what brought you so much joy in the past that you just don't do anymore. You I know, just that. like yeah. taking a dance class. And here's the thing. We think that, I think that when we get older, especially today in this world where it's, it's all or nothing, mm -hmm. we feel like if we're not gonna, if we're not gonna be a poet for a living, why would we spend some time yeah. taking a poetry class sure. or writing poetry? Right. Well, why not? If, if, if it, if you find it, if you find it fun, if you find it joyful, then there's so much goodness in that. In fact, I talk about in the book, uh, you know, we talk about the ROI, right? Mm -hmm. Businesses, we talk about mm -hmm. what's the return on investment. Yeah. Well, I look at it from the standpoint of what's your rock, what's your return on creating Yeah. and your right. return on creating is that fulfillment and that energy that energy yes. that you get from doing what you love yep. that will then push you 
to take more action. Cause that's another thing that people say is, well, I get, I get home from work. I'm so tired. I have so mm. many things to do. I have to feed kids and all, all the things. I just want to sit down and watch Netflix. Yeah. Well, yep. <laughs> I challenge people who say that. And if you really want to write that book, if you really want to start that podcast or whatever it is that your creative pursuit is, you say, you know what? 10 minutes. I'm going to do this for 10 minutes. That's all the time that you need to give yourself. And more often than not, what happens is you do something for 10 minutes and now you're, you were tired before. And now 10 minutes later into it, you're like, you're excited, you're jazzed, you're pumped. Why? Because you're doing something that you love. Yes. That brings you that energy and passion back into your life. Do you feel like you can achieve so much in life, but your weight loss? Maybe you feel like you're stuck and you want to leave counting calories and dieting behind. Or maybe you find yourself spending so much energy thinking about how to lose weight, what to eat, and even can you keep this off if you get to goal? I know for me, that was the case before 2019 when I lost over 50 pounds and I kept it off. And I want to help you lose weight the way that I did it. I want to help you figure out why is the weight a symptom for something else going on in your life? Because did you know that the weight gain is not usually based off of hunger issues? It's usually because you're not fulfilled in other areas of your life. So we go for food because it's a quick dopamine hit or a quick fix. So if you want to figure out how to live life without worrying about going to a party or going on vacation or staying at other people's homes without gaining weight, then this session is for you. How it works is you jump on a 30-minute coaching session with me. We come up with a plan right then and there so you can implement it the moment we get off our Zoom call. If you decide that you want to work that plan with me and have that weekly accountability for several months and dive deep to figure out what is really holding you back, we can do that too. But there is no pressure to do that. If you just want to jump on and chat with me and get your plan, that is a-okay. These mini coaching sessions are my way to give back to you guys. So I hope you take advantage of it. So if you're interested in more details, you can DM me at Living. Or if you know this is something you really have been wanting to do, but you've just been sitting on the fence, go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash coaching and grab a day and time that works for you. If you can't find a day or time that works for you, you can email me at amber at mominspiredshow.com or message me at mominspiredliving, whatever works best for you. This will all be in the show notes so that if you forget what I just said, go to the show notes and you'll get all that information. I can't wait to chat. Now let's get back to the show. I agree. You know, it's interesting. I had a a guest on um, a couple weeks ago and um, she was talking about how she was in a really unhealthy relationship and then she ended up getting divorced and she realized when she was married because the relationship was not a healthy relationship, she stopped hiking. And so then she was talking about being older and, you know, getting back out there and hiking and she has hiked so many mountains on the East coast and just saying like how much joy that has brought her. And it just made me think about that, that like sometimes people kind of push things to the side and they forget about it, or they're just, you know, they're just saying they're too busy or whatever their life circumstances are. So I completely agree. And that whole episode, it, the point was you're never too old. Cause I do think people think that no matter how old they are, I feel like they're like, I'm too old. It, do, it doesn't matter if they're late thirties and their forties or their fifty. I mean, I, it, it's like, they feel like if they're not 20 or a high schooler, they're like, it's too late. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. so I love that you say that. Yeah, Isn't that so sad? It's yeah, almost like we feel like, oh my gosh, you hit 40 and like, <laughs> you're like done. Like, I know you may over. live to 90, like, but hey, okay, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> I know you got 50 I mean, more years, so- but hey. <laughs> 
I know um, it's, it's just like, it's nuts. And the thing that's that, and then we stop ourselves from doing it. We think, oh, we're too old. We're not going to do it. Well, get, yeah. the thing about your creative pursuits is that they're inside of you for a reason. They're never going away. So a year is going to pass by and you're still going to be thinking mm-hmm. about it. And another yep. year, and another year. So the year is going to pass by no matter, no matter if what. you do it or not. So oh you my might gosh. as well do it. Yes. And see what happens. Oh my gosh. I, I think I've said this on a podcast a long time ago, but my grandma, like I was, when I was young, I started college later and um, just because of finances and stuff like that. And then I was able to get my college paid for with work. So I was working full time doing college and I was able to get my master's paid for. And I remember thinking at the time I was going to finish my master's in um, at 26. And I was like, that is so old because normally you would be 24 if you went straight like after. And my grandma was like, you're going to be 26 with or without your master's. So you just decide. And I'm like, I'm so glad I just went and did it. And now it's funny to look back and think like 26 is old. That that just cracks me up. But, um, but you know, when you're young, you know, you're like, Oh, 26. And so, you know, the same concept, it's like, it's, you're going to be that age no matter what. So you might as well go after the thing you want to do. And, um, you know, do you want to decide like, oh, yep, I let another year go by, another two years, a decade, whatever, and I didn't do it. So I think that's a great point for for people to realize that you're going to be that age no matter what, so you might as well do the thing that you love. Yeah. I love it. Yes, get after it. Like there's things that you can control and there's things that you can't. You cannot control not doing it 10 years ago, but you can control yes. starting today. Yeah, and I, so I want to, uh, here's the other thing too. Like, so imagine... um you know, someone wishes they could be more creative and their job is not that at all. And, you know, they have to stay in that job and, you know, it has good insurance or whatever. Right. And, but they're just kind of like, oh, they're just dreaming of a creative job. Like, what do you have to say to those people that are really struggling, you know, to, I don't know, give life to their job or to their, life and ha- not have their job suck their soul. You know what I'm saying? It's like, Oh gosh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. Yes. That's so sad. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, yes, because I do believe that everyone is creative. And I think when people are in a specific role, I mean, you can look at it from a, a few different ways. There are opportunities for people to decide, you know, what, what is your role? What does your role look like? And is there an opportunity for you to speak with your leader and talk about what other skill sets do you have that could benefit the organization and, and fulfill the mission of the organization and the, and the, and your role Mm -hmm. that you might see some gaps where there might be some opportunity for that person. So there's been plenty of people that have almost created a job for themselves because they, they saw a need within the organization and they went to the, uh, to the leader and said, Hey, I have this skill set. I would love to take on this role. Is there an opportunity for me to move into this type of role now or in the future? Or can we at least have a conversation about it? You know, I think so often people are leaving roles because they don't love them Yep. when they, they might be doing it too soon. Like, can you go to your leader and, and talk to them about, Hey, I would really love to be able to use this skill. 
I would really love to be able, I mean, we have to self-identify like, what are you good at, right? Like what does creativity mean to you? Like, how would you like to show up at work? And what are some of the things that you would like to do? Because I know for me, as someone who runs an organization, I absolutely love when my team comes to me and has, you know, they have different ideas or they think, they think about the business differently than I do. Right. And so yep. we have really interesting conversations, but if they were scared to come to me and sure. talk through some of that mm-hmm. stuff now, obviously we don't do all of the ideas oh, right. because yeah. that wouldn't, no, that crazy. doesn't make sense. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that there, that this opportunity for us to open up that dialogue and have those conversations is really interesting. You know, I, one of the things that we do at Floyd coaching, we certify dream managers. So we actually certify life coaches that go into organizations and serve as the life coach for their people, mm-hmm. because your people can only be the best version of itself to the extent yeah. that your people are becoming better versions of themselves. And so we have quite a few people that have gotten certified that they literally went to their, their, uh, their their boss and said, Hey, I just read this book, the dream manager. I want to be a dream manager. Mm. Now that's not a role in an organization, right? right, But they found the book, they read the book and they, they thought, Oh my gosh, this is something that I would really love to bring to the organization. And the right leader is going to say, wow. Okay. So this person, a couple of the people that we worked with, Mm -hmm. they, uh, their leader then read the book and said, let's do it. And they got certified and now they're for their dream manager. I mean, could you, get a better title. I know, right? And that so, is really cool. Yeah. So I think that those are conversations that can be had. And I think that oftentimes we're scared to have those conversations yes. because we think, oh my gosh, if, if my leader says no, does that mean they think that I'm going to leave? Mm. Am I am I doing something where you know there I might end up getting fired or whatever the case? But the bottom line is if you're really that unhappy at work, then you have to figure out and decide and look at where is that coming from? Is it your work? Is it outside of, like, this is where we get an opportunity to look at all the different areas of our life, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. I mean, there might be some things that we're blaming on our jobs when really, if we take care of our relationships, we can't take care of our health and fitness, then we might see things differently. And so I think it's a bigger conversation to have, but for those that are in, in that position, I think it is uh, interesting to have those conversations and and more people need to be bold and courageous to open up that kind of dialogue with the people that they work with. Yes, I agree. So what is one topic that um, stands out to you in the book that, you know, might be interesting for the listeners to hear that, you know, in regards to creativity? Um, well, I talk about, like I mentioned, I talk about the seven myths mm-hmm. that stop people from pursuing their uh, their passions. And I'll share myth number six, because okay. a lot of women, especially mm-hmm. moms, yeah. uh, myth number seven, myth number six is it has to be perfect. Yes. And I think that yeah. we have this, especially women, we feel like we have to have everything perfect. It's got to look perfect, be perfect. I have to have, if I'm going to start a YouTube channel, I have to have all the right equipment, all the right lighting, all the right things to say. I have to look perfect on camera. I can't make a mistake. We have all of these ideas in our mind of what something needs to look like instead of just allowing ourselves to trust the process and just roll with it and like be okay that it's not perfect. Be okay that when we start something new, we're not going to be good at it. Right. We're, I mean, we don't, we don't strive for mediocrity obviously, but 
we're going to be bad in the beginning and that's totally okay. And I think that so often in, in the clients that I work with, whether it's women or men, I work with a lot of CEOs and I'll get off the phone with them and, I, and I'm like, I'm going to, all right, we're going to end the call. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you the word, the word for you to like meditate on mm. grace, oh, grace, yeah. Yeah. give yourself grace. You know, I think so we're so hard on ourselves. And so, um, it has to be perfect really stops so many people from pursuing what it is that they love. You know, even think about taking a, a dance class or a piano lesson, you know, we don't, we don't want to take the first one because it's going to suck. Cause we're going to be bad. We don't know how to do it. And we have to learn it. We just want to go in there and play like Mozart, you know, it's, and that's just not the way that it works. Oh, I know. Yes, <laughs> I agree. That's one of the things that I talk about with, um, my clients, especially, uh, for losing weight. Cause I feel like people go into that all or nothing. And then when they fall off, you know, trying to be perfect and then they completely sabotage themselves. And, you know, it's like, it's not about being perfect. I didn't lose weight doing perfect. And I do think moms really struggle with this, that they have to, it's either all or nothing, black or white, have to be perfect. And I kind of always come at it like, what if we just kind of did B minus, like that B minus will actually carry you way further than you starting and stopping every time or getting paralyzed because you're like, well, I have to do it perfect. So therefore you never start it. And I know so many people who have experienced that and never went after things in their life because they were just waiting for a, either a perfect time or a perfect circumstance of like a situation. It's kind of like when you think about like, you want to go work out and you're like, I got to get the perfect shoes, the perfect outfit. It's like, just walk around your block. Right. And then boom, you now get to say that yeah. you moved your body right for 20 minutes. So I love that. I, I think that's such exactly. a big deal. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. We get stuck in the passion loop. So I talk about the passion <laughs> oh, okay. loop in my book yeah. and the passion loop is literally when we have this idea, right? Like, Oh, I want to get fit. Like if that's your idea and you're like, yeah, I really, I really, really want that. And then immediately, almost after you say that you start the excuses. Oh, but I need the, I don't have the right equipment. I don't have the right shoes. I need to get a gym member all the things. And then we don't do it. So now mm. what happens is a day later, a week later, a month later, we're thinking about it again. We're like, yep, Oh, I want to yep. get fit. Oh, excuses. Excuse. So we're stuck in this passion loop and all that we need to do to get out of the passion loop. And you already touched on it is the next right thing. Mm -hmm. What is one simple step that you can take? And what happens is you break through the passion loop and then you see all of these incredible, you meet new people, you have these new opportunities, you have new passions, you find more joy, you find more opportunities in all the places that you never thought because now you're introducing yourself to new, uh, to new people and new opportunities and new experiences. And it's the simplest thing. So I work with a lot of people that they do want to write a book. Yeah. Now thinking about writing a book is a very big task. Yes. That's what stopped me for so long. It's like, I always was like, no, I need to sit down. I'll do it on a weekend. No, you're not going to write a great book in a weekend. Nope. It's just not how it works. <laughs> and so I set the goal for myself to, I, I needed to create a writing practice and I decided I'm going to write at least 250 words a day that I could do right. Like we can all do that. We can't maybe sit down and write the entire book, but we, we can write a, uh, we can write the outline we can write, what would the chapters be? We can write a paragraph. We can start it. Like that is what we can do. And so when we take the first simple step, then you're going to get that inspiration to move forward. It's like, I, I talk about the MVP, right? Like we, like business in business, there's the MVP minimum viable product. Like what is the, 
the um, the smallest what is the thing that we can create? It's just the minimum that's going to produce a lot of value for somebody to pay for it. So minimum viable product. Well, minimum viable creation. What's the minimum viable creation, right? If you want to start a podcast now, obviously you've been podcasting for a very long time, Mm -hmm. more than most people that have podcasts right right now. And, um, but for some people, you know, they, they just need to, they just need to get started. But yeah. we think about, oh my gosh, I have, I need to figure out all of these things and have all this gear. No, you can literally decide what are the first three episodes going to be. You could yeah. go on Zoom right now and record right. them. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's just it so simple. easy. There's mm-hmm. nothing holding us back. Yes. Right. But then, but like you said, it's like everybody wants to have it perfect and you need to have all the right stuff. And, and that isn't even the case. So I completely agree. Um, Kate, so we're almost at the end of the show. I wanted to ask, you know, is there anything else that you wanted to add or anything that we might have missed um, while we were chatting? I mean, I feel like we talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah, we talked we about good. a lot in a short amount of time. We did. We were efficient. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, um, Kate, where can uh, people find your book? Where can they go? And I'll also put this in the show notes. Oh, awesome. Yeah. The, I mean, the best place to get the book is on Amazon where, you know, you can get anything in the world, Um, (laughs) but you can head over to Amazon and grab the book there. And then if you want to learn a little bit more about me or reach out to me and just share with me any insights that you have, or if you have any questions at all, then you can find me over at Kate Volman, Kate And that takes you to, um, you know, it's, it's so easy to find people these days. You just Google. I know. And it's kind of scary, but you can find them. <laughs> you can it. find them. Yeah, I do. I've been doing uh, YouTube videos every week on YouTube as well. So That's awesome. excited yeah. about that community okay, perfect. over there. Okay. Kate, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It was so great talking with you. Thank you so much for having me. I so appreciate you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. To learn more on how to work with me, go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash coaching. See you there. 